Welcome, welcome to the Bro CR Supercast. Basically, a super cool podcast. See what we did there? <laughs> we discuss all things obstacle course racing, culture, and community that embodies it. From performing athletes, flashy new gear, and secret guacamole recipes. Yummy. We've got you covered, bro. Do you have questions? We want to find answers. Want to talk about running in the mud and your next big adventure? Cool. So do we. Now let's lace up those trail kicks and jump in the corral. The Supercast. The Supercast starts now. And here we are on a very special episode of the Supercast, episode 16. Leah, what's up? Hey, everybody. I'm Leah Hensley. I'm Jacob Bosecker. Uh, today's a very, very special episode because we've got a special guest. That's a special boy. Um, but before that, real quick, Leah, break it in with Vinca CBD. As always, we are brought to you by Vinca CBD. By now, I'm sure you are tired of hearing us, but you should be checking them out by now. VengaCBD.com slash BroCR. Promo code BROCR to save 15% off of soft gels or the recovery balm. Um, both Jacob and I love it. Uh, it's helping us sleep. It's helping us recover. Keep dealing with the inflammation and anxiety. Um, y'all need to check it out if you haven't yet. On to our episode and our very special guest. We're excited to have the Macho Man himself on this week, the Hoot. Hunter, okay. what's up, bud? So how many times... Don't you say that every single episode is very special, or is this episode that I'm on really, really special? I think, you're, I think like, you're a pretty special boy, man. This is extra special. If you guys who are listening don't know Hunter McIntyre, I'm not sure how that's possible. But Hunter is one of the OGs of OCR. Um, not only is he a professional athlete, but he's also a trainer. Um, he's kind of dominated pretty much everything he's done from Broken Skull um, chase that off the air, uh, TMX, chase that out of into existence, um, and has been named one of the top 50 fittest athletes on um, Sports Illustrated. So he's not only like a powerhouse in OCR, but now he's branching out into TV and other areas. Basically, they had yeah, a good looking right. Thanos, it's Hunter. <laughs> he yeah, ends everything. Right. <laughs> a crusher of galaxies and exactly. attractive women whenever they call. Um, you know, so, I'm just I'm just glad to hold you while you cried that one time, Hunter. You know, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> I've never cried in front of you. Yeah, sure, whatever. <laughs> so <laughs> I think everybody knows you as this like Malibu boy, but you're originally from the East Coast, right? Yeah, I'm a New York City kid. Uh, yeah, my whole family's still in New York City, like, except for my mother. She's in Rhode Island, but I was born in New York City, raised in Connecticut, in New York, and then went to college in Rhode Island for the year that that, that for the span that that lasted. And then I made the gold rush, and who wouldn't freaking love Malibu? So I never left. There you go. Yeah. So there now are you're not are you in Malibu now, or have you joined the world in Colorado? Um, right now I'm. In Boulder, Colorado, I've been traveling uh, around the country for work, and I just got home after two months. So check this out. I'm gonna, sh- you know, Steven Tyler. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Steven Tyler, wherever he travels around, he he brings like little trinkets with him. I always wanted to include you guys in my trinket for the day. This is a what magical is talking that? stick. 
It's a magical talking stick that has antlers <laughs> and a crystal in it. So first of all, if you piss me off, I cast spells my crystal. And then if you piss me off some more, I poke you in the freaking eye. <laughs> <laughs> so our listeners can't see you, but you have this giant. It looks like, like an antler. It is. It is part antler. It is part antler. For, okay. I got this for Christmas. It's called the talking stick. Created okay. from deer antler, crisp, quartz crystal, deer skin, natural feathers. This talking stick represents an ancient tradition amongst Native American culture. The talking stick was used while sitting in a circle to recount events of hunts and battles to give um, direction to the tribe. These special pieces brought to the bearer spiritual guidance on speaking. This status causes others to fall silent, to hear the bearer, to speak great words of wisdom. So whenever I'm talking and I raise this, you guys better pipe the fuck in. Right? <laughs> Goodness sakes. Oh, hoot. So let's start in the world of OCR. So run down some of your OCR highlights. Um, I mean, I don't know highlights, like probably my, my most ex- favorite event in history was, was the 2014, um, world's toughest mutter team championship. And, uh, we were able to win that, but it was because it was just like through like absolute idiotic luck and perseverance. Cause we weren't prepared, <laughs> but none of us had ever done an ultra marathon before. We'd only like run like beasts. And it was a 26-hour-long event, so it just annihilated us. Um, but that's like the year six... of the Wolf Pack, where you were with Dennis and Miguel, yeah. right? Dude, that's that's like when I, that's when I think like 2014 and 2015. I think were the years that, that World Toughest Mudder were most exciting, at least from like me being a fan that's and fair. an athlete. Um, and then I, you know I think things changed a little bit, but. Uh, you know, success-wise, I, I came on the scene. And I was pretty lucky to kind of just have momentum behind me from from running and, and bodybuilding and wrestling. So I had success. I was able to pull off, you know, 2013, I was third place in the world at Spartan Race World Championships. 2014, took fifth in the world at Spartan Race World Championships and then first in their, their first inaugural uh, short course world title, which never came back again. Never was a thing um, after that. <laughs> I don't know if you guys were there for that. I don't. Know I was. People, people don't really remember this, but Joe DeSena and I think Robert Coble came together, and Norm came together and decided that we were going to do the long course world title, and then the same day the one mile world uh, world title, and the it was nuts. The best score of both was going to make you the world champion. And you could be a world, you could be a champion of either distance, but the collective made you the champion. And then a Hobie call started chirping online, saying it was unsafe for athletes to be put under that much stress in one day. Mm-hmm. So they just made them separate and really just put the emphasis on on Spartan Race World Championship, like traditional distance, which sucks because I took first and fifth, and that technically, if I don't know how John Alvin would have done, but that would have made me won the overall world title, which sucks. Um, Mm. Screw you, Joe DeSena. <laughs> Screw you, Obi even though I like you a lot. Um, and then from there, I just had some other OCR success, too. But, you know, OCR is old news. Now I'm a freaking beast at CrossFit, bro. Sports fit, yeah. Sports fit, yeah, CrossFit. For this sake. So, okay. So, so Hunters, go ahead, Leah. Talking about CrossFit. So, this year has been a major shift with CrossFit. Prior to this year, there was this, you know, I guess, 
hierarchy of games and then regionals and all this stuff of ways of getting to the games. And so when people got to the games, it was a, you know, what, 50 athletes or so? It, it was small. 40 male, 40 female, and then like 40 teams and mm-hmm. the masters and teens and stuff. So there was a good chunk of people, but right. the now there is for the male and female side, there's a up to 200 athletes on each side because of the new. Oh, wow. Right. So there's a totally new, you know, qualification standard this year with the, you know, restructuring of, of CrossFit and people in charge and all that. So yeah. now there's a much bigger pool of athletes um, and they've invented this blowhard card. That's true. That's true. <laughs> so for athletes who did not get invitations or qualifications via the traditional you know, path, they've created this blowhard card. Now, how many cards are there? Is there a set number? There's four. There's four out there. I was the first person to ever in history to get the invite, so I took a lot of <laughs> shit for it. But at the same time, I'm like, you know, that's pretty gosh darn cool. I'm like, I don't. They could have called thousands of other athletes, you know, whether it be Olympians, world champions, swimmers, you know, runners, strongman people, whatever it mm-hmm. is, uh, rugby players. They could have called anybody. But now I'm the first person to lead the charge on that. I don't know who else is going to get it, to be honest. Um, It's very interesting because, you know, I've always done CrossFit, but I'm not a CrossFit athlete. Like, you know, I think everybody who's listening to this podcast has probably tried CrossFit at least once or done a version of it in their garage. But then to be a CrossFit Games athlete is, you know, this kind of design where you're lifting five hours a day and you're Mm -hmm. doing Olympic lifting for probably more than half of that. And you're doing such you know, crazy gymnastic combinations with cardiovascular box jump, blah, blah, blah. It's a very, very extreme and specific sport. And, you know, I think the thing with CrossFit is it just, I, if I had to guess why they brought it in, it's just getting so overkilled by the same exact thing every single year. The same athletes are going to come. The same athletes are generally going to do just as well as they did the year before unless they get injured. And the outcome's the same and the workouts are the same. Like you can't you can't really change CrossFit that much to make it very, very dynamic in a way that's like gonna be capturing the audience every single year. And I'm assuming, you know, some people started brewing their heads around this idea that, hey, we say we're the fittest athletes on earth. Well, how are we really going to say that if we can't really test our methods against other athletes? And, you know, for me, I've always talked shit to CrossFitters, not in in an evil way. Like I, I'm very respectful of them and stuff, but I'm like, listen, dude, like you can sit in a gym all day long and do kettlebell swings and pushups, And like, yeah, sure. You're good at it, but you're good at something that I do to train to get better for sports. Like, you don't, you're not that cool. Like you're, you're well, the best that's, that's the part of this whole thing that just cracks me up because you're catching so much shit out there. Oh yeah. From these people like, Oh, who the hell is this hunter guy trying to come in to make a mockery of it? And it's like, dude, like in order to be as, as amazing as you are at 
OCR and these TV shows you've been doing and all this other shit. It's like, no, he didn't just wake up one day and decide, hey, I'm going to be a CrossFitter. Like, this is what you have been doing for years and years. Yeah. And the thing is, is I'm not trying to discredit anything. I'm not trying to discredit the sport or any of the talented athletes that are involved. Yeah. But I just don't think it's very fair. Like, I'm not going to sit there and say, oh, OCR athletes are the best in the world. Like, we're really good at a lot of stuff. But yeah. I'm not going to sit there and tell you I'm any fitter than anybody else because there's just too many dynamics to being um, to being a really good athlete in any given sport and on any given day. But uh, the opportunity to come in, like I've always done my very best to go out and, and reach out for new challenges, whether it's, you know, Broken Skull Ranch or going to do Boundless and challenging myself in ultra marathon type events and going to do shows like Million Dollar Mile or doing shows like, you know, whether it's a team championship in OCR, whether it's a short distance, whether it's a long distance, I just am always reaching for new opportunities because, hey, I've only got one life and I've only got a finite period of time where I can really work this hard as an athlete. So I'm going for it. Like I'm going to go and I'm going to crush and, you know, rain or shine, whether or not I'm a one of the top athletes at the end of the weekend or I'm one of the last athletes. Like I, I don't I, – the anger and opposition to me coming in, I think, isn't necessarily directed at me. I think it's directed more so at the new way that CrossFit's establishing their sports. And I think I'm just the poster boy for it because, you know, it's not very easy to get a hold of the executives and the company and talk trash to them. And it's not very easy to get a hold of these, like, random national champions uh, who have made it through in the new form, uh, form of the Open. And then there's somebody like me who's like a big blonde, you know, goofy <laughs> dude who, you know, has a big social media following and talks a lot of trash. They're like, all right, let's just start throwing rocks at him. So, yeah, you know, I think you I definitely think you captured it there. I think that people are nervous about change. I think things have been the way they are in CrossFit since since its inception that now they feel like, oh, no, we're going to get taken over. But at the same time, it's like, look, if you're as good as you say you are and you're as fit as you say you are, then you shouldn't be scared of some random person coming in. Like, if you're if you're that threatened by it, then what's that say about you and your training is kind of my take on it. Yeah. And we've had that in OCR every single year where every single year at the start line, you know, somebody's like, oh, that's like a, a world champion, like Max King, who's been a multiple time mm-hmm. world champion has showed up to our events and, you know, mountain running world champion. Like, yeah, he's obviously designed to destroy like half of what we do is mountain running. Actually, 90% of what we do is mountain running. Agreed. And somehow every single year, the top five guys at, at Spartan race pretty much doesn't change. doesn't matter who you bring. And we welcome them. Like I've never... Max King didn't show up at my race, and I wasn't like, fuck you, dude. You didn't earn your spot here. You're Get out of my house. Right. So, listen, I, I think it was just a lot of angst, and I don't I don't hold anybody, uh, hold it against anybody for some of the things they said. I'm just going to compete, and I'm going to crush their souls on game <laughs> rather, than, and rather than just sit here and pretend that, you know, my words are going to do anything uh, about, you know, the future. So I think the big thing that I like here, though, is we've 
for the longest times, OCR has been like this new fringe sport. And people are like, you know, maybe not always taken seriously. And people are like, yeah, no, I'll go out and do this. And other people with huge followings like Lance Armstrong have come out and just thought they're going to wipe the floor with Spartan <laughs> or OCR. And we see how that finished out. But then we've also got guys in the OCR sport that came and didn't take it seriously who ended up doing really well, like John Yatsko for his yeah. period of time there, who like came from a cro- came from a cross-country background and didn't think too highly of it and did really well. But it's like I kind of made a statement at one point with Yatsko. It's like he's like, well, you know, an OC- uh, cross-country runner should dominate OCR. Well, maybe an OCR runner is a pretty decent cross-country runner. You know what I mean? So it's exciting now to see somebody from – the OCR community and kind of we've built up over years and years and years where you've kind of had your name to fame, go over and try out a different sport like CrossFit and try out and see, you know, how you can hang there. Um, That's really exciting to me. I mean, at this point I'm, I'm waving the OCR flag pretty high here. Like I hope people like it in this community that, you know, when I'm going there, I'm not just going on behalf of myself. I'm going on behalf of like an entire sport and, yeah, and I'm representing the obstacle course racing world, which I was invited to, like, you know, that's the reason why I was invited because of the talents and, and success that I've had in this sport. So, you know, I'm training my fucking hardest to make sure that people know that, you know, when people start to, at the end of the CrossFit games, people are like, holy shit, cro-, like, you know, obstacle course racing athletes are freaks. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't, I, I, that's the same reason why John Alvin could go to the trail running world uh, ultra world championships and crush. It's the same reason yeah. why Ryan Atkins can go into like a lot of uh, trail championships and crush. Like, you know, we've like, you know, Claude who was a world champion was an Olympic um, cross country skier. So yeah, we've got some freaks in here. And I think, you know, I, we don't, I don't think people necessarily respect obstacle course racing as endurance sport as much as they do something like triathlon, which I think is silly. Uh, so, yeah. you know, I'm certainly going to crush it on behalf of all the athletes that train really hard every single year because, you know, that's that's what I do. That's what I believe in. And I'm going to go back to obstacle course racing once CrossFit's done because, you know, it's still what I love to do. You know, I think you really hit the nail on the head there. It's it's kind of like they talk think about obstacle course racing and they think about oh the one guy that on their facebook feed from the office that went and did a mud run and changed his profile photo to mm-hmm. him in a muddy mess but then you know then you could say the same about a crossfit athlete oh it's that guy that goes every year and does that murph workout on memorial day and that's yeah. the only time he's ever in the gym it's the same concept there it's the weekend warrior mm-hmm. but um we do have respectable athletes within our profession we do have within our skill set and our sport here we have um that are just as legit and have their own things um their own disciplines like i mean crossfit athletes at the games in the past have dealt with heat but how many times hunter could you say you've seen races where you've been in like stupid heat or stupid cold or just the elements kicking your ass yeah man it's a big part of what we do Exactly. Well, and I it's think the part. other thing that's, that's really cool about you as an athlete, um, and there's not very many, that, you know, OCR isn't just one specific race. You know, we've got the short course, 3K, one mile craziness up to, you know, 24, 24 hour hours. And you are one of the few athletes that have been extremely successful in both areas, both the yep. short and the long. And so I'm curious now, you know, especially now seeing what you've kind of thrown out there. I know you've thrown out that you're going to to London for world championships. You're planning on Tahoe this year. You're also planning on CrossFit. Like, how are you able to? Yeah, what's your season really look what like? What do you Hunter? do with? <laughs> um, 
you know, CrossFit games will happen. And then mm-hmm. I'll probably go to OCR World Championships will be my next event. And um, then there's an event called High Rocks, which is kind of a new interesting event, which is similar to TMX. It's not as CrossFit-y, but it's like, you know, a lot of intense endurance aspects, okay. like using the rower, the skier. It's really cool. Look it up. Okay, um, I'll check that out. Yeah. Uh, you know, farmers carry sled pushes, sled drags. Like, I like that kind of stuff. And picking up heavy things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like moving around, doing some grindy stuff, which I've always What's loved. What's that called? High Rocks. High Rocks. It's, a, it's a German event, which they're now spreading across the U.S. I'm sure they're going to probably reach out to you. They're reaching out to like every single podcast in the industry and trying to get interesting. Talking about it. Um, and then I'll probably take some rest and then I'll try to qualify like for the Dubai Fitness Championships, which is one of the premier CrossFit events out in in uh, Dubai, obviously, that's got mm-hmm. a ton of ton of money on the line, which is freaking mm-hmm. awesome. You like money. <laughs> I mean, it's not that I don't like money. Like, <laughs> some people have accused me of doing this CrossFit thing to make money. And if I had to be totally honest, like I'm just going to give you guys some loose numbers. I made up about $100,000 with Tough Mudder last year. Yep. And with the with Tough Mudder going away, that's pretty much gone. Yep. And I... I could have gone back and taken a contract with Spartan this year and raced and made money and taken the sponsors that come with, you know, that like Mm -hmm. I've got a good enough following where I could come in and just swoop up sponsors that work with Spartan race. And I could have had a very lucrative year. I didn't go to CrossFit. Um, like, you know, my transition to CrossFit wasn't to become rich. My transition to CrossFit was to prove a point that I'm a fucking freak of an athlete because this has not been a money-making year at all. Like, and you know, know, I respect that. Yeah, and I, th- I think a lot of people take that, uh, don't understand that. And um, I do certainly like money. Like, I've always worked super fucking hard to go, you know, typically hard things go hand in hand with money, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've had that kind of fortune in, uh, to kind of match the two of those together. But I think going to the Dubai Fitness Games, like, I, it's just being able to crush these people at their own game in a second opportunity and then just just – take that sweet, sweet cash and buy myself <laughs> gold, gold and diamonds and sweet. All the Dubai robes. goodies. Yeah. All the Dubai bling. Now, how long have the fitness game? And leopard print robes and Gucci <laughs> Louis Vuitton outfits. <laughs> how long the fitness game's been going on? It's been a while, hasn't it? Dubai fitness games has probably been going on since like 2014. And That's what I thought. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Like, I don't want to speak on behalf of the culture over there because I don't know it well enough, but I do understand that they pay a ton of money to the athletes. And if they like you, they just like shower you with gifts, which is crazy. I, I can vouch for that. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm not, I just, I want to kind of go experience that culture. And I think it's super cool where, you know, when I first started starting, started Spartan race, like, I started getting flown to Mexico to go compete because it was starting to get big there and I got to travel around to places. So now I'm trying to hit the same exact circuit on CrossFit and experience that all over again. That's really good. And you know, so do you know who Nicole Holcomb is? Are you familiar Mm. with that name? No, I don't know anybody. So she's a, she's a CrossFitter actually here from, um, she was originally from the Columbus, Indiana area and she competed in the game or the, the regionals. And I think she competed at the games once. Um, but she went to the fitness games over in Dubai once, and I believe it was 2015. Um, but she just 
raved about how it was a really cool experience. So I'm really excited to hear that you get to have that experience. Uh, she yeah. only spoke the best about it. People <laughs> want to see the Mud Run champ with his glorious baby mullet coming out there. In the <laughs> yes. Now, I saw a uh, podcast recently with you where you were, you know, challenged to bring the mullet to the games. Is that happening? What's that at the games? That's sporting the mullet. Oh, yeah, I'm definitely bringing the mullet to the games. <laughs> perfect, perfect. Now, I also, on that same podcast, it was you and uh, Fakowski, yeah. you were throwing down, and I know that he kind of tried to trap you into a corner and, you know, be a punk about the fact that you hadn't competed in all these other games and challenged you to come to the Granite Games. At that point, you weren't signed up for it, but then I saw that you did, in fact, get to go. How'd that go down? It went really well. I didn't get to go as an individual. Um, like, I think it's, you know, a lot of these guys got invited and they wouldn't invite me yet. So they used the same exact system of getting free invites based on their stature and then talk shit about me taking the same um, opportunity <laughs> to go to the game. So, you know, I think they're just biting their own tongues right now, feeling like idiots because I exposed them for that. Um, but the reality was is they didn't they didn't think that I was a good enough athlete to get an invite. Um, so I competed on a team. For me, it went very well. Like I I'm not a team athlete. At least uh, that's not how I spend primarily my training and my performance. But mm-hmm. um, you know, my main goal of going there was to see if I could hang with all the best guys and also make sure that I didn't get any no reps because that's a huge part of CrossFit. It's like almost like missing a spear. Like if you get no repped on a handful of times on some of the like big movements and CrossFit. Like it's just super energy draining and it takes time away. And it's so crucial. Mm-hmm. That you don't fuck that up if you want to be a contender. So I only got no reps. I think one time the whole weekend out of nine workouts, which for me is nice. Bad. That's pretty good. And it was over a sandbag over the shoulder. And I think the guy just wasn't paying attention. Cause I was fucking, I was clean, baby. I was clean. <laughs> How do you know rep <laughs> over the shoulder? Isn't it? Oh, either so, over the shoulder or not. You, yeah, but they want complete hip and hip extension, knee extension. Oh, uh, okay. So I literally got the thing up every single time. I throw it up and catch it with my hands, like as if I was going to front squat it to the right yep. of my shoulder, and then stand up completely and push it through. And I think, I don't know, I was going mega fast. So the guy probably was just tired watching me. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, so I think I. After being alongside of these guys, watching them breathe, watching them move, I think I gained a lot of people's respect, and I've also put fear more in the eyes of the competitors I'm going up against. So, you know, what was your point, best event that weekend? Definitely the sled. Um, the, it was like sled warfare, I think it was called. No, it was longest <laughs> mile. You, as a team, push the sled from sideline to sideline. There's like 500 pounds on the sled. Oh man, awesome! Two guys up front are pulling. Two girls in back are pushing. And then you basically run back through the same lane. You just pushed it through and then do a whole lap around the football field. And I just would get out and leave my team completely behind. Not because (laughs) I was trying to betray them, but like, because I would just like run up alongside the other teams and just talk trash to them and let them know. That's going to be the best part of the game. That's classic Hunter. That's classic Hunter. I can't wait to see you talking shit. I was like, dude, you look tired. I was like, there's. There's still three more rounds of this workout. I was like, don't blow your wad right now. I'll embarrass you in front of all these people. <laughs> and, you know, I think people right there knew. They're like, holy shit, when this guy shows up, like, he's just going to be a rocket ship. Exactly. Who are, you most, who are you most looking forward to Peacock strutting around to? Um, you know, 
I really wanted to work out and compete against Matt Frazier, but I already got to work out with him um, a couple of weeks ago. And, like, we actually kind of really bonded. He's a cool guy. That's cool. So I don't really want to do anything to him. But, you know, ben, Brent and I Brent, uh, bonded in um, – in uh what is it uh the the granite game so you know anybody who has anything to say with me to me on the day i'm just gonna bury him and (laughs) you know brent's gonna go down they're all gonna go down when it comes to cardio stuff um and i'm ready for that and uh, listen i i come in humble in the same way knowing that they're gonna bury me on certain workouts and i'm i'm just gonna sit there and here's the thing like i'm gonna play my cards when I have to, and I'm going to play them right, and I'm going to play, play them hard when I got the right one. So we'll see when it comes. Well, I mean, it's exciting. Like, I mean, I, I definitely watch the games every year, and, you know, they always add in some, you know, new and crazy events that, you know, that when, when the O course came out and everyone was like, what the hell is this? I mean, I, you look at that and you're like, dude, Hunter's going to kill that. Or, exactly. you know, the trail run or these other events. You know, I, I think that people are really going to be surprised when you come in and are towards the top of some of these, you know, big events. I think it's going to be awesome. Yeah, it'll be a blast. Listen, I'm just there to compete and go show myself that I have what it takes and go represent a sport that I've been competing in for years. So that's what I'm primarily there for. If anybody picks a fight, trust me, that's my favorite thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of that, do you have any unfinished business in the OCR world? Is there anyone out there that you haven't beaten yet that you won't have your you know, radar on or anything like that? No. I mean, we're pretty much one-to-one. I remember two years ago, the last time I raced Tahoe, um, I talked with, with – they had like a ranking system. And I talked with Joe D.I., and I was second ranked in all time um, Spartan performances, just behind John Albin. Like we were pretty much mm-hmm. tied, and he had one up on me. So even though he'd won, you know, one world title at the time, so mm-hmm. I would like to beat John more often. Not because John, I don't like John, just because I would like to even out those numbers. But I've beaten everybody, and I've been beaten by you know a good chunk of people too. So, um, you know, you know I and I. I think that says a lot to your character, Hunter, is because at the end, you're a performer, man. When it comes out to those race days, like you're there to throw down. And some days you'll have good ones, some days you'll have bad, but by God, you always show up. I'll say that much. Yeah, I fucking love that, dude. I, I think that's <laughs> like, I just had that conversation with um, my roommates here. I was like, you know, I think it's very interesting. Like, I've only raced off the podium like five times in my career. Mm-hmm. And one time, I t- the worst place I ever got was 13th place at OCR World Championships because they had this like big, this big like you know fuck up with this obstacle which at the time was designed very well but then with the mud like only a few people Mm -hmm. got up and over and then it had this like huge traffic jam and it's my fault for not being one of the first people to run up it but at the same time i think it was just it was kind of a. I remember that that was the the wall in the very beginning that was the wall there in canada yeah Mm -hmm. yeah and I, 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 i i think it's interesting in our sport and i only want people to perform at their best but you know, I always go back to like Ryan Atkins is someone I always really look up to because like he's been second place at Tahoe four times. <laughs> yeah, always a bridesmaid. He's always a bridesmaid, and even though that that sucks, it's still pretty fucking impressive because the dude he like he may not do so well. He didn't win Big Bear, so fucking what? Like, but he is consistent. 
he's consistent. People are like, oh, Johnny Lewin Limit, the new guy. I'm like, you just wait and see. Johnny's gonna doesn't have a freaking chance to get Atkins because Atkins, when it's time, like Atkins is dicking around right now, running 70k in the woods and rock climbing and hanging just out. Just for funsies. Camp. He's being Atkins. He's already won everything, so he doesn't really care until it's time. So he'll show up. He'll be second or first at Tahoe, and then he'll show up and he'll be first at you know Spartan Ultra, and he'll show up and he'll probably he, he he's probably going to win the championship series again this year. So it's like, welcome yeah. to the jungle, guys. Like you know, even though you know he may have not won the last fight, he still fucking runs the show. Exactly, he's playing the numbers game. I mean, he he's showing up, he's performing, he's finishing where he needs to be, and then he's walking away. You know what I mean? Like yeah. so he's looking at the big picture. Thing about obstacle course racing is there's always going to be new hot shots but i i think more of the crowd should should always understand like you know the the champs and the ogs they still got their shit together and like if they show up always be ready like i'm not showing up to ocr world championships to dick around like i could do that at home like i'm showing up there to crush souls now are well, you either- doing both the 3k and the 15 um i probably will show up and i'll just do the 3k but if i really want to do well um, I want to just put my time towards the 15k because not okay. I don't even like the distance 15k. I like the fact that Adrian put together a race with 100 obstacles, which I think is just a great pinnacle challenge for for athletes in this That's sport. That's a like, big day. Yeah, if you, if you want to test yourself, like you know, stop going to Tahoe, like show up to something that's like mind-blowingly hard, like OCR World Championships. Right, and that's mandatory up. Op- completion as opposed to just burpees at Tahoe. Yeah. Put crawling around like on the ground like an idiot. <laughs> like finish the obstacle. Uh, so you, you mentioned, okay, so you mentioned OCRWC. Um, you, we discussed Tahoe a second ago. Are you going to Tahoe this year? Are we going to see, are we going to see the hoop machine out there? No, I don't think so. Spartan Race, even though I love Joe DeSena, the company Spartan Race doesn't really play nice in the sandbox these days. Um, I don't really have any problem with them. I just don't really have any, like, you know, I don't have any reason to go back to a company that doesn't want to try to do cool new stuff. And, you know, when I see a company like OCR World Championships, like changing up the game and including new obstacles every single year and putting new challenges in and moving around the venue, like, I'm like, okay, that's an organization that's progressive and exciting. You know, Spartan Race, I know that I'm going to show up, and here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to carry some sandbags. I'm going to carry a bucket. I'm going to hop over a fence. I'm going to jump in the water, and then I'm going to run up the hill, and then I'm going to run down the hill. Like, mm-hmm. they don't – I think their their ingenuity and and their product design has gone flat. It's just mm-hmm. kind of boring. And I think that's why, like, a huge – these two huge companies, like Spartan Race and Tough Mudder, are massive, and they're, they're, they're these titans and – their industry but what they've done is they've streamlined it so much to keep on pulling more profit out rather than create better experience that uh, i just i'm not excited about it anymore mm-hmm. that's why i stopped racing two years ago like i only showed up at, at, in 2017 to beat hobie like i didn't even care i'd mm-hmm. done broken skull ranch i won it again and then hobie's like i'm retiring i was like fuck like that now how do you how do you think all of your focus now being for the games and CrossFit training, do you think that that is going to help or hurt or impact in any way your, um, you know, your readiness for London for a world championship? I mean, I know what it takes to be in premier shape for an event like 
London and I know what it takes to be in premier shape to be in for CrossFit games. I think if I have two and a half months and I'm healthy, um, like I think that's a big part about it. It's like, I don't know how I'm going to feel after the games. Like I, I could just be so tired. Like it after, after OC, I mean, sorry. Um, world's toughest mutter. It took me like six weeks to feel like a human again. Um, so I don't know what it's going to feel like after uh, the games, but if I have two and a half months to get back to running, I think that's enough time for me to get in there. I think that's plenty of time and get like top three, top three shape again. Now you mentioned injury and being healthy. Are you, I don't remember seeing much about you in history as far as injuries or anything like that. Have you had anything that you've been dealing with? No, I mean, like I've tore my ankles up so many times mm -hmm. and I'm pretty much healthy, but you know, you never know. The CrossFit Games is such a humongous endeavor with so many dynamic things and so much heavy weight. Like, you know, you could just tweak your shoulder and you're not going to go into a hundred obstacle race with a tweaked shoulder. And it's like, you know, I'm not going to tear, tear a rotator cuff just to prove a point. So I always just tell people, like, you know, sponsors these days, they'll reach out to me. They're like, hey, like, would you be cool doing 15 events this year? And I was like, no fucking way. Mm -hmm. that, you know, well, that's the unique it. thing about the games, too, is that you don't just, you know, run your ass off and then rest. It's, you know, several events in several days, you know, back to back to back to back. So there really isn't time to deal with any minor injuries because they're going to turn major pretty quick. Totally. And it's 15, five events, five days and about 15 events. So yep. that's going to be big. Yeah. Yep. Listen, I mean, I'd, I'd love to catch up with you guys again after the games and tell you where I think I'm going to be, oh, but sure. I have my goals and I'm kind of gunning for them. And that's all you got to do, man. That's all you got to do. Um, I, I definitely think it's, I think you've, you've got the support of, of the community. You've got the support of, of this, you know, of, of OCR as a whole. I think, you know, everyone I have spoken to is just stoked as hell to see you out there and, and see what you can do and, and, you know, bring some light to OCR and, you know, I think that you're a hell of an awesome, you know, spokesperson for the sport. That would Thanks. agree. Appreciate that. Well, He's an okay dude. I'm a decent guy. <laughs> well, I'll certainly come party with you guys wherever I see you next. Um, I uh, appreciate you guys having me on. Uh, yeah, it's been fun, man. Super curious questions before I go to the bathroom. No, 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 man. We need to let you go to the bathroom. I think that actually wraps up our time here. I'm, yeah. I'm feeling pretty good about it all. Um, it was great to have you on here, Hunter. Yeah. Um, Definitely want to check check in with you after the games and, and hear about it. And I think it's going to be just an awesome experience. And, you know, Absolutely. I know I'll be tuning in for sure. All right. Well, that sums us up here for our time then. Um, until then, I'm Jacob Bosecker. And I'm Leah Hensley. Thanks, guys. Um, we'll catch you out Thank there you, next Hunter. week. Thank you, Hunter. Appreciate it. Oh, right now, guys. Talk to you soon. All right. Peace. Bye-bye. This has been the Bro CR Supercast, powered by Bro CR Media. We always love reviews. Oh, and shout outs too. Want to be on the review? Drop us a line. We know there are other obstacle course racing podcasts out there, but you choose to laugh with us for a while. So, thanks. Thank you. No, thank you. Thank you. No, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. And thank you. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. God bless. Bye-bye. And bye-bye. Bye-bye. And bye-bye. Bye. Bye, everyone. And bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.